the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never, ever, ever been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. I have been challenged on this notion that CRT is being taught in public schools. What some people like to say is that critical race theory is a college-level curriculum, and so how could it possibly be brought into, you know, K through 12. Well, it can, and it has, and we've seen proof of it. And for some reason, I don't know why people fight against this notion that it's there, that kids are being asked to assess their quote unquote privilege. How many books do you have in your house? Does your teacher look like you, et cetera, et cetera. And I think this stuff is so divisive When you go to school, especially K through 12, you're a kid. You want to learn how to add. You want to do those flashcards. You want to learn to read. You want to learn some basic science. And then as you get into high school, yeah, maybe some other theoretical stuff comes into play in high school when you're ready for it and you're preparing for college. But this kind of focus on race has led to other kinds of racism, and other kinds of segregation. Safe spaces for children of color. Safe spaces for Asian kids. Why are we doing this when school is a place for all of these kids to get together and talk about the things that unify them, talk about the things that bring them together, their common humanity, and then also share their experiences of, you know, yeah, my grandmother lives with me. Really? Wow, my grandmother lives across country. What is that like? Or here's how I grew up. Really? This is how I grew up. Well, I did that too. Let's go play yo-yos. Let's go play some Foursquare. Let's go play tetherball. But instead, we're focusing on these awful divisions that I don't think are helping anyone. If you can tell me how this is helpful, I'll listen. But so far, I'm only convinced that it's been harmful. And my next guest, well, she's lived it. She was happily ensconced in a school district in Salinas, California. She's Jamaican. She's black. And suddenly the wheels came off. Kali Fontania is with us next to tell her story. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. Kali Fontania is on Twitter at at Kali, K-A-L-I, Fontania, two L's and an A at the end. 
Kali, glad to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining me. I, I found you somewhere along the line, saw one of your many appearances on television, whatever it happened to be, and I was so impressed. Uh, you are a former public school teacher, and why are you a former public school oh. teacher? <laughs> you know, I actually still miss it to this day. I'm, I long for what it was like five years ago when I was happily teaching in my classroom. I taught middle school and high school in California, in Salinas, California, and I loved it. I loved what I did. I loved my students. Um, I, I wish that I could go back to what it was like for everyone. I think this last five years has been crazy. But yeah, I am a former public school teacher because of what is happening in our nation's schools, particularly this last five years with the lockdowns and all of the crazy indoctrination that's happening that is only getting worse. That is only getting worse. So people who think that all of the talk about it is making it better, uh, there's there's going to be a point, we hope, where there's a tipping point. But for you, you say the last five years, what triggered your exodus, if you will, your your change of heart about how you were experiencing your profession? Well, you know, it, it started trickling in during Obama. We start, I started seeing, well, for example, in my, in my district and in my school, they shut down the afternoon of classes and had all the students go watch Obama's speech. The inauguration? Not the inauguration, but he did a speech for kids, basically for America's okay. kids. Okay. And they shut down all the classes and everyone went to go watch Obama's speech. And I was like, hmm, that's a little interesting. You know, usually we don't do that kind of stuff. We kind of stay neutral, although it is our president. I think that's good to have respect for our president. But then Trump came around and it was exactly the opposite. It was like, you, you know, we, there would, that would have never happened. They would have never shut down the, the classrooms and the education to go listen to a Trump speech. In fact, there would be outrage if we did that. So I started seeing more of this push towards uh, left-leaning politics being the norm. This is what you need to accept. This is what we need to teach the kids as morally upright and the right being demonized by um, our nation's schools. And then we had the lockdowns where I was teaching online for 14 months while half the nation was opening up, like in Florida. And on top of that, when the schools reopened, and a lot of our kids really wanted the schools to reopen, and I told them, just so you guys know, you are longing for the school to be what it was when we before we locked down. But what you're going to come back to is going to be fundamentally different. You're not allowed to, to sit with your classmates in the during lunchtime. They had to walk on certain sides of the hallways. Um, they couldn't, you know, gather in groups. They all had to be in masks. So they were desiring the schools to open. And then they realized, wow, we're going back to this weird Twilight Zone version of school. And I personally was like, wow. Uh, I mean, I love California. California. I've always been from California. But what they did during the lockdowns was so wrong to our nation's children. And so I decided to leave because I don't trust blue states anymore and the way that they are dealing with our child's education. Well, this is where it gets really interesting to me. Have you always been a political person? Actually, I, you know, I used to be, um, my whole family is very left-leaning, particularly, especially the ones that are close to me. And I used to be very much on the left, but not super passionate about it. Um, but definitely voted along party lines just, and I had a bad idea of what it was like on the right. I didn't think, I thought everyone was racist on the right. I had that horrible, like, 
you know, misconceptions. And I was also very young and unresearched. I did not do my research. And then um, Obama became our president and he actually disappointed me a lot in many ways. And I decided so? to, uh, well, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm sure. genuinely curious. Yeah. So, you know, I, he, one of the first things he did was bail out the banks and he used Bush as an excuse to do that. And I thought, wow, here's, you know, aren't we supposed to not be, isn't the left supposed to be like, we're not into, you know, giving a bunch of money to, to these rich people and give, making sure they're okay. Right. And then on top of that, he cut food stamps, which at the time, like I said, I was very much left leaning and he did the largest food stamp cut of any president of my lifetime. And in fact, my friend, she got $300 a month cut because she has six kids, $300 a month cut during that time. And I actually think of all the programs that we do in America, the food stamp program is is not that bad. I don't, I, I'm not advocating for that to be cut. I think that people need to be fed and we're a great country. So feed feed the you know people that can't get, get on their feet or whatever. But that was surprising to me. And he was so protected by the mainstream media. And then Common Core came around, which was a complete federal power grab of our nation's education. We are supposed to, states are supposed to be in charge of our education of our children because they're all different. We have unique right. kids, unique, unique kids, even within a district, even within a classroom. I've had to adjust the way I teach from year to year. And then all of a sudden we get these common core standards that have been pushed by Obama. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And we're we're supposed to just, they, they're actually a failure for English and math. And it took over the autonomy that we had in our classroom. I'm an English teacher. And then the, lastly, I was really disappointed because he, he promised to reverse the Patriot Act. And he actually extended it with the National Defense Authorization Act and took away even more of our constitutional rights. It was more um, infringing of our rights than the Patriot Act. So I actually stopped voting for three years. And then Trump wow, came just around. stopped altogether? I stopped altogether. I was very... Very jaded. You know, like I said, I had this weird misconception of the right because, you know, especially when you're raised in a left leaning family in a left leaning area, Santa Cruz, California, you're told, you know, the right is racist and all this stuff. They're like the boogeyman. And then and then I started doing uh, uh, three years and then Trump and then there was Trump versus Clinton. And I did my research on Hillary Clinton. And she is a very scary woman, but also very protected by the mainstream media. And I voted for Trump simply because I did not want Hillary to win. I didn't know much about Trump's policies. I actually liked him as a person because I used to watch um, The Apprentice, which I think was a great show. It was highly entertaining. And if you you know who he is, you realize that he's kind of brash towards everyone. 
You know, yeah. they tried to paint this picture that he was this total racist. But I'm like, no, Trump is like, he's an equally brash to everyone kind of person. If you watch The Apprentice, he was pretty gnarly with, with all of the, you know, people that were trying to be on the show. So, and then I noticed that the mainstream media started turning on him like crazy. But I also saw what he was doing for Black America, what he was doing for our economy. And during that time, I really got involved in researching and figuring out where I stand on things. Because right now, I think being apolitical is not a good idea. I think you really need to stand up for what you believe in and fight for what you believe in. Because if you just sit around and you don't do anything, you're just going to watch the nation crumble around you. Well, it's really interesting to hear how passionate you are about that, about keeping this nation intact. And we should all we should all have a measure of that of that commitment to that cause, yes. because it is real. the alternative is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so how difficult was it and what was the tipping point for you for leaving the, your job in California? Oh, it was a it was multiple things. I feel like since the George Floyd um, incident, you know, the George Floyd death. For one, my district went super woke after that. It was kind of like, I don't know if you remember when this happened, when the George Floyd death happened, it was like, see, all you racist white supremacists that were ignoring this, it's really happening. So now we need to do something now, you know, and they don't have patience for one. They're just like, defund the police now. They're like, you know, make sure you're giving, you know, doing all these things to, to, and don't even care about justice. Like, when the Jacob Blake thing happened, they were just like, go and loot and riot and don't even look into the case. Just who cares? Just do it now. We need change now. Right. And that actually happened on a more educational level as well. So as soon as the George Floyd stuff happened, I received an email from my superintendent and he was apologizing to all of the black teachers for what's happening to black America And then he also said that there's a gift for all of the black teachers in our district. There's only about 10 of us. And um, because of what we've been experiencing with the George Floyd stuff. So already we're being targeted for the color of our skin. I went and picked up the gift and it had a Black Educators Matter mask in it, which is basically (laughs) promoting Black Lives Matter. It had an I Love Being Black sticker in it. It had a letter that greeted the God in me from an ancient African greeting. It was like Otep or something like that. I mean, it was this ridiculously, it had this, the continent of Africa with a black power fist on the little teacher's appreciation greeting for black teachers. And I'm like, when what? you opened that gift, yeah, what what was your reaction? Uh, I just, first of all, I want to be honored for, as a teacher for my merit and all the years I've dedicated to the students in that district, not just the color of my skin. And we all know that if they had done a, a white teacher gift, you know, because there has been some incidences in America where white people are being targeted and um, killed. Like we just had the the young white man, 18 year old who was uh, on the right, just get run over by someone because he's a Trump supporter. What if they gave all the white teachers a sympathetic, I love being white gift? That would never be allowed, you know? Oh. And yeah. so I get this. But, uh, now, the, the pushback would say the, the people on the, uh, on the other side of this argument say, but yeah, but Kali, you know, y- y- blacks have been a minority. They've been a marginalized community from the beginning of time. And that's why we're recognizing you. White people have been the majority all the time. So that's why we want to make you feel supported to that. You would say what? I'd say we are in a period of overcorrection. You don't solve racism with racism. 
You know, all of this stuff is getting out of hand. I mean, we're seeing, and I even, I would even call it black idolatry. We're seeing a new rise of like black supremacy, you know, like uh, you can call black women kings and queens, but you could never do that with a white woman. You can have, I received an email that said, we need to have safe, a safe space for all the African-American kids. Will you run the safe space for my district? So they wanted to have a segregated safe space just for the African-American kids on my campus, but no other racial group without even taking into consideration that my, in my district, it was majority Hispanic. And I have to say, sadly, a lot of the white kids received a lot of racism in that district because they were the minority. And then also this, at the same time, a lot of the kids that were freshly from Mexico, first generation, they also received a lot of persecution from the kids that were third generation Mexicans, you know? So, I mean, so it's just, also Mexican, but further along in the Americanization, exactly. if you will. And so they're really sad. Oh, wow. and, that, and that's the students that I actually taught. I taught the English language learners and they experienced a lot of discrimination and racism from the kids that were in the U.S. for a long time. They, you know, and that's. And it's sad, and but also these kid kids just when you put a thousand middle school kids, two thousand middle school kids on a campus, they aren't going to treat each other perfectly, you know. But um, so they're wow. already so like I said, we're in a period of overcorrection, and it's turning into it's making America racist again. It is. Yeah, it just it, is. You know, it, when it, I exposed, I decided to make a video sharing this black teacher gift that I received, and I kind of made a joke about it. I wasn't like oh, how awful of them to give me this gift. And I'm so insulted. I just said, hey, guys, look at this. I have an I love being black sticker. I have, you know, honey body wash, which I thought was kind of funny because, you know, black people are considered ashy, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I just had some silly, it had expired Avon in it, which was kind of interesting. Like I, what, what happened, it was, a, it was a group of parents that, that assembled the gift and then gave it to the district to distribute to the teachers. And to the black you know, it was teacher. kind of a funny video, but I can't even tell you how much hate I received for that video. I, got I received hate a lot of support. A lot of people like, hey, she gets it. Because in the video, I said, all lives matter. I said, because I had the Black Educators mm -hmm. Matter mask. And I said, all lives matter. You know, I don't want to wear this in front of my students who are predominantly Hispanic and say, hey, I mm -hmm. matter more than, than they do, you know, or mm -hmm. than their other teachers. And I said, all lives matter. And I just from that statement, I received death threats. I was told that I was an, um, a, a COON, an Uncle Tom, a bed wench, that I suck white D. I mean, I, ha I, I, oh I can't even gosh. tell you how many awful comments I got just because I didn't accept this pandering gift from my district for the color of my skin. Which is like, like I said, we're in a period of overcorrection, which is causing America to become more racist. All right. We're with Kali Fontania. It's an amazing story. Uh, quick break and more with her about how she left and where she went. So, you know, I, I, I sometimes think we're being conditioned. I know this sounds like tin hat stuff, tin foil hat stuff, but listen, gas prices go up to what, five bucks a gallon. And we're all just in shock. Then it comes down to 450 and we say, woohoo, gas prices are down. But they're still 450, but somehow we're supposed to be okay with that because it's less than five, even though it's like two and a half bucks more than it was a year ago. So is this, you know, this little death by inches stuff that happens? We can't let this stuff happen. You certainly don't want it to happen in your household. And inflation is hitting us all at the gas pump. 
in the grocery store, everywhere we go, our buying power is less. This is where gold and silver come in. Precious metals is a great thing to add to your portfolio, your 401k, whatever you have in your retirement plan. And it doesn't have to be a lot to make you feel a little more secure. And the only people I trust when investing in gold and silver, Legacy Precious Metals. You can find them at LegacyPMInvestments.com. You can ask them a bunch of questions. I'll give you the number in a second to call, but you got to do it. Like you got to get off your butt and do it. Remember 2008? People who invested in gold saw huge gains. Other people lost their retirements. So start thinking about this. Here's the phone number. It's 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903. Get on the phone, ask them your questions, or you can download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Last year, I went to go pick up this gift from the district thinking maybe it's a, I was already pretty insulted by it, but I wanted to see what it was. I picked up the gift in it was, of course, the Black Educators Matter mask, which I would n never wear in front of my students. Imagine if someone wore a White Educators Matter mask. This is also a political statement, by the way. Um, obviously, Black people matter. All people matter. All lives matter. But when you see, see this, this is a political statement. So if a teacher has a Black Lives Matter mask or flag or something like that, we, we will know what their uh, political statement is, uh, political beliefs. It also had a cheapy uh, pencil box, an I Love Being Black pen pin. I also got a bunch of letters from, the, from like various organizations. This one says, we greet you and welcome you in the ancient African greeting of Otep, which means the God in me greets the God in you. This is a special greeting for the ones whom the ancients saw as special, you are all special. So this is for all the black teachers. Back with Kali Fontanilla. Okay, you mentioned this gift that you received from the district. Parents put together some, some items for the black educators in the district. Why don't we take a look at what you received? So I have the mask. And what's funny about this mask is I actually started, I was, I was up in the middle of the night with a toothache, like a horrible, I had a root canal go bad. And I was up in the middle of the night with a toothache. And I've, I'm not a fan of TikTok, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing TikTok videos where I make fun of woke teachers in this mask that I got from my district. <laughs> so it says Black Educators Matter on it. And I'm wearing the mask right now. And I just started making this picture. So I call her Miss Luna Activist. And she says all of the crazy things that woke teachers say. And um, some people thought she was real. They actually thought oh gosh, because the left is so crazy right now in indoctrinating our nation's children. I had so many people being like, whoa, like, who is this teacher? Get her fired. So then I decided to explain <laughs> where I got the mask in a TikTok video. And that's where okay. it went viral. It also went viral on Facebook. So I shared that I received this Black Educators Matter mask. I received on the gift. It had Black teachers appreciation with a Black power fist and the continent of okay. Africa I'm actually Jamaican. You know, we don't <laughs> like not all people that are brown skin come from the continent of Africa. I mean, I guess you right. could say we all are from Africa originally or whatever. I don't know. But like I'm Jamaican. You wouldn't say a Puerto Rican who has brown skin <laughs> is from Africa. Right. And then I got this. I love being black sticker, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, yeah. And um, there's a little I love being black pin. Here it is. I love being black pin. 
And you know, oh, this, that's if you have this kind of stuff on in your classroom, what is that telling to your right-leaning students? I can't well, I think I think it's a message to every yeah, student exactly. that, that 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 we're you know that again we're different and somehow I, I you know when you you're right this this would not go over with a number of of things and I and and we did have this what many people call this racial reckoning in the wake of George Floyd and so what you're saying is we were answering racism with racism segregation with more segregation and I think a lot of us have seen it. And if there is a silver lining to the COVID shutdowns, it's that parents were finally seeing for the first time what was going on, which may have been going on for a lot longer. So Kali, you're in this situation, you're in a job that you love, but this stuff starts happening. And was it the the move? You moved out of California, right? I did. I moved to Florida. The other thing that happened- And was that intentional? Oh, go yeah. ahead. What, yeah, well, what the other thing that happened was I saw the lessons being given to our kids our nation's children. So I don't know, uh, people are familiar with the hot topic of critical race theory. And Mm -hmm. um, ethnic studies is a required course to graduate in California right now. Gavin Newsom just signed that that into law. My district went ahead of it and decided to make all of the ninth graders take this ethnic studies course in order to graduate. And so- Which taught what? What was the emphasis of ethnic studies? It's basically a leftist indoctrination brainwashing class. I mean, from start to finish. So I noticed that my students, because like I said, I taught the English learners and the low readers, they were actually failing the course. About 50% of my students were failing the course because we I checked their grades every week. I had a homeroom with them and we checked their grades. And I noticed a pattern where my students were, were failing ethnic studies, especially the boys. And I asked them, uh, what's going on? You guys are all failing this course. At least half of you are. And I would have some of them say, this class is so stupid. I don't know why I'm taking it. <laughs> and so I actually had access to the course materials because we were all online i was sharing the same platform Mm -hmm. as the ethnic studies teacher at my district and or in my site and i got to see all of the lessons um one of the on the first slide it said the objective of the class was to be woke in quotations (laughs) it said to To be be woke. woke yep and i have i took pictures of everything i have it all documented and then on day five, the kids were given a privilege quiz, a 14 question privilege quiz. And at the end of the question, they were asked, how does it feel to be at the top? How does it feel to be at the top bottom? Ranking kids against each other. One of the questions was, do you have more than 50 books in your in your home? I'm like, 50 books? Who has 50 books unless you're like an avid reader? Like we all read online yeah. or on a Kindle or like, you know, I yeah. have a good amount of books, but I'm a teacher. Like... Um, yeah, other, exactly. Yeah, is, books aren't. Does your teachers <laughs> Go ahead. does your teachers look like you? As if because you don't have a teacher that looks like you, you are now oppressed. And of course, they're not talking about weight or uh, hair color. They're talking about skin color. So if a student mm-hmm. doesn't have a teacher that looks like them, then they are oppressed, and they went down on the privilege quiz. And then you yeah, know, I, it's just it, this is this is what some people are in denial that this stuff is being taught in in public schools. Uh, and I know it's being taught in some private schools as well. To those deniers, how do you wake them up to this idea that, you know what, it really is being taught, listen up. People are way too trusting of the mainstream media. So while I'm seeing these lessons, all of a sudden critical race theory becomes a hot topic. And I hear MSNBC, 
CNN, The View, all of the left-leaning news outlets saying, it's not in our K through 12 schools. It's a legal theory. And when I started exposing the lessons, because in my, in, they actually, my students were actually taught the definition of critical race theory explicitly. They were taught to analyze school policy through critical race theory, and they were taught the benefits of critical race theory. And critical race theory is simply, the best way to put it, is that the laws and systems that were in the past, that were built in the past, were made to benefit the ruler class. And in America's instance, they say it's the white male and to oppress the marginalized, which is the blacks, the browns, right? And that that's still happening today. That's just critical. That's critical race theory in a nutshell. And it's very divisive. And it's basically telling kids that you are currently being oppressed or you are privileged in society based on the color of your skin. And they, you know, and so I'm seeing these lessons and I start exposing them and I, I'm getting verbatim. It's not in K through 12. It's legal theory. Oh, you're making this up for attention. You just did it. I'm like, who are these people? Like you think they would be, because a lot of them are in favor of critical race theory. You think they'd be happy if they saw mm -hmm. someone saying, hey, here it is in our schools. So I, I, they just want to believe what they want to believe. I think that especially people that are sucked into the mainstream media, it's you have to have like a come to Jesus moment to get out of that because they're so brainwashed. I mean, I can't even tell you. I will show them in their face screenshots. Oh, you could easily make that on your computer. Like, honestly, there's yeah. a lot of things I'd rather do for attention that don't get called. <laughs> you don't get called racial slurs. You know, I could do a cooking yeah. video if I wanted attention. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Here I am, yeah. a 15 year public educator showing these lessons. And in fact, I even have a KQED article where our curriculum specialist admitted that critical race theory is in our schools. And so once they see that, then it's like, after that, they're like, okay, it is in our schools. Now I'm going to treat you like trash for exposing it. And I've had people call my uh, district and try to get me fired. So were you fired? No, 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 no. I had a really great reputation in my district. I was such a hardworking teacher. And I actually kept my classroom very politically neutral. My students had no idea what my political leanings were, except I did teach them the dangers of communism and the joys of capitalism. Yeah. And I think that's something every teacher should teach. And that's just America, right? Uh, I, but even then yeah. I was starting to get a little worried because we'd always do a North Korea project. And I started getting at least the last five years, I would have students tell me, "There's, I've had a teacher that said North Korea is great. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 you know what? I'll be impressed if anyone gets taught where North Korea yeah. is. It just seems like the curriculum <laughs> these days true. is so fo focused in one direction and not on the basics. Uh, Kali Fontania is at Kali, K-A-L-I Fontania on Twitter. One more quick break and we'll talk, we'll talk about the Exodus Institute when we come back. Well, Hurricane Fiona has pummeled the Caribbean with, wow, devastating winds, catastrophic flooding, widespread power outages. Food for the poor has been serving the poorest nations in that part of the world for more than 40 years. And they're responding again now during this time that is a time of crisis. Hurricane relief kits containing food, water, hygiene kits, medical supplies, and other critically needed items are already being distributed throughout Puerto Rico. The Dominican public and Haiti are also receiving this help. You can support this effort by giving your best gift now. Just text sideline, sideline to 91999 and we'll send you a link to give whatever you can. Families have lost everything and they need help. 
Anything you can do will help food for the poor. Bring aid to these families. So again, text sideline to 91999 and we'll send a link so you can give. As one of the largest faith-based international relief agencies in the U.S., Food for the Poor is able to respond quickly and efficiently to disasters like this one. But they can only do it with your generous support. So please give what you can now. Text SIDELINE to 91999. So, Kali, you have started the Exodus Institute, Exit Public Education. We have a lot of exits going on these days. We had Brexit. We have Blexit. We have now the Exodus Institute. What is this exactly? I want to give a solution to parents who are thinking about pulling their kids from public school, but don't necessarily want to be the ones to teach their child. <laughs> I understand. So they don't want to homeschool yes. necessarily. Okay. I understand what it's the challenges of being a teacher, especially for the older ages, fifth through 12th grade. And our school is actually K through 12 fully accredited. And we have two programs and I'll explain that a little bit, but I understand what it's like to teach kids. And sometimes some people are gifted in being the actual teacher and some aren't. They want to pull their kids from public school, but they don't necessarily want to do the teaching. So our full program is a fully accredited online school for parents who want to pull their kids from public school and have a good program that doesn't have all the woke indoctrination, but they don't necessarily want to do the homeschooling. But then we also have a enrichment program, which is for parents that do want to have an active role in their homeschool, in the homeschool curriculum, or they're already homeschooling, but they want to add lessons from Exodus Institute that counter all of the leftist indoctrination. So, for example, you have Booker T. Washington behind you. I actually have a lesson mm-hmm. on him in, in Exodus Institute because he's an, an excellent example of being a victor, mm-hmm. a victim to a victor. He was born a slave yeah. and his whole solution for black America was to uplift the community through education and hard work. And he actually got persecuted in his day for that. There was a whole, like yeah. there was W.E.B. Dubois and he was all into like the mm-hmm. socialist stuff and the government intervention, which doesn't work, <laughs> obviously. And he actually ended up right. becoming a communist and round- renouncing his American citizenship. And then there was the Booker T. Washington did, group yes. that was all about, and Tuske- Tuskegee Institute is still standing today, his school is. It is. And I am a donor. Awesome. I'm proud to say I, I, yeah, no, after I read up from slavery, yeah. I just started investigating to, to, to the Tuskegee yeah. Institute and it is so impressive and, and, uh, yeah, worthy of, of, and donations, he's actually so. one of someone I really look up to because he did. I mean, if you want to talk about someone who's had a hard life, that's looking to Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, you know, their stories are so important and I'm seeing the left just ignoring the stories of, these 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 people that are the black Americans, they're turning black history into let black lives matter. Like, that's what it is. It's- right. It, well, it's it's interesting because such an example of hope and determination. And as you said, hard work, everything that Booker T. Washington stands for is is positive. Yeah. And it is not. I, I mean, I, I, I would encourage every parent that is listening to us right now, get it, get the book on tape, the audible, whatever form you have, play it for your kids in the car. Just, this is, this is, people talk about who would you want to have dinner with? If you could have three people from history, he is number one on my list because of the, the tenacity and the work ethic that it required for him from him to go from a family of slaves 
to becoming one of the most preeminent educators in the world. I mean, the guy traveled the world and became became a shining example of what can be, not this complainer uh, uh, and, you know, guy that said, I'm a victim, poor me, I can't get anywhere with my life. He told people how they could. And I, I don't understand why there's resistance to that, Kali. Can you help me out there? Why is there resistance to that it's idea? they want to keep Black America enraged. And there is a goal to have a race war. It's really hard to divide. And this is critical race theory. It's really hard to divide America by class because of the American dream. Most of our millionaires are self-made in America. If I wanted to be a millionaire, which I'm working on getting there, I can work hard to, be, <laughs> to become one. There's nothing stopping me. We don't have, you know, we're, we're getting to where they're get, it's getting harder because of what the left is doing. But there's nothing stopping anyone from really being a self-starter and becoming very successful in America. So it's hard to divide America by class. But it is. But so that's why they're focusing on dividing America by race. So, for example, I just had a video go viral on TikTok about The Woman King, which is the movie that just came out, um, which is yeah. basically it's, it was written by two white leftist left leaning women, by the way, which they don't talk about. But they rewrote they rewrite our history there. This movie and and people do get their history from movie from movies. If you remember when Roots came out, that was like super mm -hmm. influential but there was a lot of things in Roots that even were fabricated. In fact, he was sued. Alex Haley was sued for um, uh, copying The African, which is a book that came out before his book. And also the narrative that the, that the slave catchers were these white cowboys out in Africa going and hunting down Africans and bringing them to the shore is not the reality. In fact, it was what mm -hmm. this Woman King movie is trying to cover up, which is African tribes were enslaving other African tribes and delivering them to the coast to be sold for the transatlantic yeah. slave trade. And so they they hide this history. They hide the history that the Cherokee owned black slaves in America. Kids aren't learning that. They hide the history that um, there were free blacks owning slaves because they want to keep this race war and division in the forefront because they know it leads to the collapse and bringing in global economy, socialism, all of that stuff. Because the, when you're angry and you can't move forward and you have a victim mentality, it's it's crippling. It's crippling our, chi mm -hmm. our children. And there are people that are really that evil that want to keep our kids down and our nation down like that. And our nation mm -hmm. divided, that is for sure. Because yes. uh, as many prescient politicians from the past have said, no outer... You know, no other nation can come in here and conquer us. We're too militarily yep. powerful to do that, but we can certainly do it to yep. ourselves. And it appears to me, Kali, that that's what we're doing. So if people want to find out about the Exodus Institute, what yeah, do they do? Yeah, have them go to thinkexodus.org. Our enrichment program is only $20 a month. So the program that is for homeschool parents that want to add lessons. Also, it's for parents who want to undo the indoctrination that's maybe happening in their public schools. So you can actually have your child take some of the lessons on Exodus while they're in public school in the summer, which I really believe is important because one of the main uh, divisions that happen with children is the learning loss in the summer. Have them take a couple Exodus Institute lessons that undo some of the doctrination and strengthen them. And then they can go back into their crazy device of public school a little bit stronger. Right. <laughs> and then we also have a fully accredited program that does take school vouchers. So if you're in Arizona or Tennessee or Florida, a voucher state, it can be free to you if you follow the requirements for that. 
But then we also have a pretty low cost program for a fully accredited um, that is a complete re replacement of your child's school. And they can find it again. This yeah, sounds think like exodus.org. Thinkexodus.org. It's it's just such an undertaking. How how have you managed to do this? Do you have a team? Are you doing this on your own? It's accredited. How did how did you the get this done? Colleen? My husband. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There had to be a man in there somewhere, right? I am not. I am. I am definitely a teacher through and through. I am not a businesswoman. I'm way too nice. My husband has been the one behind getting the accreditation, getting the teachers, um, putting together the website. Really, he's been the the I'm just more of the mascot and teacher main teacher. But he <laughs> is definitely behind a lot of the reasons why I'm even here sitting is because I have such a strong and supportive husband. And that is, um, yeah, we're a team. And we've also just had a lot of doors open just because of God. Like, it's just been I can't even tell you, like I was happy, like I said, I was happily teaching in California. And now I, now I'm a co-founder of my own school and speaking up, you get blessed. It's been hard. I've lost some family members. I've received a lot of hate, but no regrets whatsoever. It's been a wild ride and I'm so happy to be on the front lines for America's children. I applaud your courage. I applaud the partnership you have with your husband. I'm with you. I'm not sitting here just starting and, you know, fulfilling this podcast uh, ambition without mine, without my partner in crime, my husband. And so, I, I you know, um, people can look at that as patriarchy or they can look at it as partnership for yes. what it really is. And, and that's that's sounds yes. like what you have. And fortunately, so do I. Uh, OK, one more time. The website is thinkexodus.org. Right. I have that right. My eyesight is betraying me right now as I have it right in front of me. There it is. ThinkExodus.org, Exodus Institute, Exit Public Education, enter a new kind of school. Kali Fontanilla, it's been impressive talking to you. I hope we can do it again. Back. Thank you so yes. much. Uh -huh. Okay, great. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been Sideline Sanity. Be brave like Kali. Do good like Kali. And uh, check out ThinkExodus.org. Well, Sideline Sanity, we are very proud to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals, and we're joined by Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, we are hearing now that this is not transitional inflation. This is not a bump in the road. This inflation is going to be here a while. What, what, does that, what does that tell you? You know, that's the scary thing. Um, I think, you know, economies and, and, and such like that, they can deal with small jars. We have a unique situation. We had a Fed that waited much too long to react to the situation, calling inflation transitory for a year when everyone knew it wasn't. But more importantly than that, coming out now saying this is going to be here. This is long term. This is not short term. We're going to have elevated rates for the long term. And why that gets really scary is that means the cost of doing business is going to be elevated for years, which means the cost of goods are going to be elevated for years, which means if companies can't make enough money, they will go out of business. This is why we, we hear some of your bigger companies are already talking about layoffs. So it's a unique situation. The Fed found themselves in a very bad place. 
and they reacted way too slow. And this is why we're at where we're at. So if I'm an investor, then what's, why do I want gold and silver in my portfolio? What, what will that do for me? You know, that, that's a great question. And that's a question we get a lot. And, and really what gold and silver do, um, they act as the hedge against the dollar weakness. They act as a hedge against the other markets. And we know that the Dow and, and all of your markets, all your indices are, are, are pulling back, right? That's not the issue. It's not what's already happened. It's what's yet to come. And that's where we, we need to prepare. So depending on who you listen to and, and the research that you do, you know, there are case studies of saying expect to see another 25, 20 to 25% pullback in your equities markets based on interest rates and loans and, and the bond markets they're suffering as well. No one's going out to buy bonds knowing that they're going to be, um, an increased return on them in three months. It makes no sense. So that leaves you in a position of what to do with your money and how to protect yourself. This is where gold and silver come in. This is why we say this is a long-term play. You buy it, you forget about it, let it do its, its job. And its job is to go up over time as the dollar gets weaker, as the purchasing power gets less, gold and silver increase. It protects that purchasing power. And that's the great thing about it. And there's your bottom line and why you need to call Legacy Precious Metals or go download their investor's guide at LegacyPreciousMetals.com. Charles, it's always good to talk to you because these are nerve-wracking times for people. You know, it, it's just the fact of the matter is, as we were told by the, the Fed chair, there's going to be some pain. So if people know that they've got something solid sitting in their investment portfolio, I think they're going to feel a little bit better, right? Absolutely. And... and we, you know, when we look at the actions that have happened just recently, I mean, the Fed has taken a very unique stance and they've done something very um, extraordinary. Three quarters of a basis points raises months in a row. That's one of the largest raises you've ever seen in the Fed through the history of the Fed. And it's not just once. One time is shocking. Here we are on the third month now. And we'll probably do another half a half a basis point next month or, or later this month, possibly even three quarters of a point. So when you look at that and you say that number is going to grow to where the Fed interest rates will be about 5%, unheard of. That means the interest rate to you and I, if that's what banks pay to borrow money, we're going to see, you know, credit cards will probably be over 28, 30% again. You're going to see home loans coming in 9, 10, possibly even 11%. And it's, it's a scary time. And this is why we say, okay, know this coming. Don't be afraid. You, you now are aware, so now you can protect yourself. And that's what we help people do. Don't be afraid. Prepare. Just prepare yourself. And like I say every day, I trust Legacy Precious Metals when it comes to investing in gold and silver. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Charles and his group can answer any and all of your questions. Charles, thank you so much. My pleasure as always. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.